following was a quick interview I had with Robin from Lifting the Lid. A few audio issues near the beginning, but all in all, not a bad interview, I don't think. So, enjoy. So, welcome to Spheretical Podcast. Uh, the guest this evening is Robin Campbell. How are you, Robin? Hey, Rob. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I, w- I was... Um, I was being a bit melancholy the other day because I was reminiscing that it was a year ago that we all met in Kidderminster. God, yeah, no, don't remind me how how, how things have changed since. What and yeah, exactly. What a year! I mean, did after all the things we discussed there, did we see this coming? Absolutely not. No, um, some alarm bells went off in January, February for me, and I sussed it fairly quick. But uh, no, I didn't see it coming. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, likewise, there was um, some of the the people I follow. There was like murmurings of this something happening. You know, like you say, there was a lot of um, front loading, pre programming going on. And now, um, how how long is it? How long have we been into the two weeks to flatten the curve? How long? <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started on that. Yeah, I know it, uh, yeah, it's infuriating, absolutely. isn't it? It's infuriating how. <laughs> How so many people are, are going along with what they're being told on the TV and the radio is crazy. Yeah, um, but on that note, um, I'm seeing more and more people, you know, air quotes, waking up because they're saying, hang on. this." It's like my wife works in a pub and we're in Scotland. Yeah. So she's gone to work today. Now, people can come into the pub, sit and drink soft drinks, but not alcoholic drinks up till six o'clock. Yeah, but they can drink alcohol outside. Now, the only the only logic to that is less people are likely to go. But if everyone decided to pile into that pub and have a cup of coffee, then they could do that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I know. I mean, there is zero sense to it, you know. And then um, I don't. I, well, you probably haven't seen it, but the local. I don't know if this is, you'll have to tell me if this is happening down your way, but there's an Aldi in Berwick upon Tweed that has traffic lights on the door, literally red and green. Mm -hmm. So you walk up, if it's red, you have to stand still. And when it goes green, you're allowed in. And people say it's not about control. And I say, yeah, when you see a traffic light system telling you when you can go in and out of a shop, then I think there's, there is control there. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness me. I think I must live in a bubble then because although everyone's wearing masks, my little, and then I go off to Sainsbury's to top up. Thankfully, no one's challenged me not wearing masks and I just wander in and out. So um, thankfully, I'm isolated from some of this. But yeah, I'm still I'm still seeing fear and dread in people's eyes as you come up close to them. And uh, um, not not to be too down on it, I have met a few out and about and, you know, said, well done for not wearing masks. And what do you think? And, and you're right. Lots of people are waking up and even in my own sort of family my my uncle gave me a tinkle this week and said can shall we shall we meet up for coffee i'm, I'm right behind you uh because i'm quite <laughs> vocal i'm right vocal quite vocal on facebook I had my account terminated about a week and a half ago for being uh, a bit too truthful <laughs> no warnings it just happened um and much like my youtube channel they got deleted yeah. when um, I, I aired an interview with Dr. Adil back in April. No no warnings, yeah. no strikes, just out, you're out. Um, yeah, they they saw me, my uncle saw me doing a bit of street activism in Bristol, which um, 
we've we've mirrored on a couple of channels so john thor kindly did me an edit and um event 202 we put it up on there as well so one way or other i think i think my uncle caught it and um we went for a coffee this week just gone and they're very much into uh, supporting it they woke up to most of all the most of this stuff in, in about march this year so it's definitely happening um we, we had a great day yesterday we were in exeter and there was a really good turnout for the center of Ex- exeter and even the police were although they they tried a few fun and games they uh, they did allow the protest and the rally to to happen all th- through the afternoon and it was a good turnout and I, I went around the crowd just asking people how did you hear about it and you know what what are your thoughts how did you come across this stuff and for most people it is happening this year it is waking people up so your point about people waking up is very true and uh, yeah. people people are prepared to come off the back of a leaflet you know some there was a leaflet drop in exeter and one of the guys one of the couples there was was there by virtue of a leaflet so um they're they're definitely there the silent i don't know if it's a, definitely a big pool of people not not seeing this as uh, making much sense yeah because the anyone with even a modicum of intelligence can look at the numbers and and i'm starting to see like blue checkmark people on twitter questioning it now and saying hang on well you know how come no one's died of flu or or, or anything else this year you know what's happened to all these people that you know and then people have gone back and said hang on you know this time last year there was more people that died of like you know the flu the common cold than of covid so why didn't we lock down the country then for the cold but you just see what i mean people are actually yeah. starting to realize that these numbers are are completely i wouldn't say fictitious because i'm sure people are, are dead do you know what I mean just whether yeah. they're dying because of what they've said that's this is the big question and and the science they keep on you know they they bang on with uh the science yeah we're following the science they're always saying science 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 and the other thing they've done very very smoothly which i don't think um, some people have noticed it and some haven't is they've suddenly conflated deaths with cases so yeah. now it's just cases are up cases are up cases are up and some people are obviously carriers or whatever and you don't know you are until you've been tested now to me that is not a deadly disease or or infection if you don't know you've got it until someone tests you and then the more people they're testing obviously they can increase the tests then can't they as in they can say more people are infected than we first thought because more people are getting tested but people are walking around healthy as larry yeah it's it's a huge psyop isn't it people people are falling for it and it it irks me that um you know as much as people are waking up on my facebook friends list there were several people that are really what i would class you know super super geeky brainy you know they, they run software development companies or they run cryptocurrency businesses or they're pastor of a church you know they're quite they're quite um credible people but very left brain and they haven't even gone gone past the first red pill so the idea of governments colluding and lying on a mass scale is inconceivable no matter what what evidence you present and i've been in so many debates with these guys uh, to the point where one of them surprisingly has just bought 
Klaus Schwab's The Great Reset as a book. And I'm just waiting for the moment when the penny drops with him. But uh, yeah, it does. It, 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 it makes me exhausted trying to debate with people like this who are super intelligent. They've got loads of friends who then chime in as well. And then you're, you're left defending yourself um, with common sense, stats, truth, <laughs> reality, science and everything else. And they still don't see it. Yeah, but you can also um, say, as it were, non-conspiratorial things. You can point at multiple occasions where the government have lied to people. Yeah. And then they'll go, oh, yeah, maybe they lied that time, but they wouldn't do it all the time. And it was and the same. If you remember, like last year, the last five years, when people one of the key arguments against FE was too many people would have to know about it and be involved. You know, you couldn't get everyone to agree. The Russians wouldn't agree with America, blah, blah, blah. And here we are, to coin a phrase, all in lockstep, event yeah. 201, you know, yeah. every country singing the same song. And people, I think that has woken some people up. Yeah, and, I, agree, I agree, mate. I agree. Yeah. But uh, I will say, I will say that, um, who was it? It was Goebbels, wasn't it? The PR propaganda guy for Hitler said, tell a lie often enough and people will, um, in the end, defend it to the death, you know, because yeah, they, they've, they've lost their, they've lost their power to critically think. And that's definitely happening. <laughs> but at yeah. least um, with, with the arguments on Facebook or the debates, you, you end up at least making a case. So what, what hopefully happens is those that watch it and read it, uh, independent and not attached to that argument are, are thinking for themselves and I hope that I hope that's happened but now I've lost my Facebook account I've started a new one I really don't want to friend these people again <laughs> I've, I've had a, like, a very I, different on... approach to it now it's just me and my buddies you know I, yeah yeah well I well I started a, a Facebook account again uh for event 202 because I thought that was the platform it was on but then we ended up doing it on youtube so i've actually got a facebook account and it is spherical world <laughs> and it, yeah. i thought it was going to get flagged straight away for not being a correct name but it, it, did, it never did i haven't been on it for a while i must admit i'll need to maybe try and look for you um what was the sorry because i've just lost my train of thought there but um back to the, the telling a big lie you know again i think the bigger the lie the more susceptible people are to believe it. You know, they actually hit that incredulity where they like, well, they can't be lying about that because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? It kind of overloads them to the point where they're like, yeah, no, no. They, it's like 9-11. You can't, they couldn't have been in, in on it because it's too big a lie and my brain can't cope with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I then so. back to the, the other thing you were saying, which... Um, it's like this podcast, for example. The the hope is, even if one person listens to it and then looks into it critically, that's a that that's a win. That's a victory. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, absolutely. It, yeah. Sorry, I was going to say because what you need to remember when we're talking on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, podcasts, that you're not trying to convince the people that are unconvincible do you mean there are some people that just will not listen what yeah. you're hoping to reach are the people that are listening in and taking on board the information yeah 100 yeah. percent. and um what comes to mind is this young lady called kate who's from bristol and she wanted to uh start up her own podcast she reached out to me in february march time 
and she primarily was reaching out about flat earth and different belief systems so we started off having a friendly chat about that and i i dropped into conversation other big ideas and conspiracies and the the whole coronavirus thing was emerging at the time and she said well i really want to do another one shall we do another one i said yeah okay so i think we did another one in may and june and she wants to do three uh, but she's got busy and hasn't managed to schedule the third and i think what she wants to do is edit them all with um how things have progressed in the year now <laughs> what's occurring to me is I had the chance, therefore, to, to put a stake in the ground and say, this is where I think it's going. And lo and behold, definitely since March, we've already moved several stages forwards. So I wonder what it, what her reaction is going to be now, because she was definitely um, open-minded enough to listen, but certainly you could tell she wasn't on board with most of what I was saying. I wonder if she thinks any differently now. <laughs> Oh, that that would be lovely to see that. What was the name of the podcast? Or she hasn't released it yet. She hasn't released hasn't it yet. Released but it. She, she's she's got all the right equipment. She's doing um, a YouTube channel and a uh, and a podcast. But I'll let you know. But so that will be interesting. Yeah, that will be. And uh, again, oddly enough, um, it was meeting yourself, uh, Jason, and everyone last year at Kidderminster that encouraged me to be more proactive. I was always in the background, like helping people just you know, like, as it were, backroom staff. And yeah. then I thought, no, no, I need to step up and actually start doing something. And, and as you know, we were going to hold the first North of the Border Flat Earth Stroke Conspiracy Conference. Um, yes. It would have been uh, about three weeks ago now. <laughs> but obviously the venue was closed. The, the guy that's running it can't run it. You know, obviously we couldn't have groups of more than six or whatever. So all kibosh for the moment, but definitely on the back burner still. Um, well, and we've, We'll have more um, more content if we if we do run it because this is this is just full of content, isn't it? I mean, you can like you say, and you can be very methodical and logical with it. You can say these are the figures released by, and again, it's a double edged sword. But you can say these are the official figures from the government about this, and this is the official government figures about this, and they don't add up. So you know, you're you're using mainstream sources that we yes. don't generally trust, but ultimately they are putting it out there you know they are physically telling people the truth and people are choosing to ignore it which is mm. f fantastically clever don't yes. get me wrong hats off to them you know and and the divide and conquer is still in play it's always in play yeah maskers versus non-maskers yeah we've got the vaccine people versus the non-vaxxers you know I mean we're, we're all because there'll be people that aren't wearing a mask that don't want to be vaxxed. There'll be people wearing a mask that don't want to be vaxxed. You mean everyone's divided. It's very, mm. very clever. And that, that's what frightens me the most. Yeah, I do remember Henry Kissinger saying all it needs is the right um, crisis and people will accept the new world order, which uh, gives me a shiver because he kind of had a confidence that there was enough duped people to be able to just... Uh, blindly follow what they've been told however i've just finished listening to a really great interview on richie allen with mark windows windows of the world and he says that they and, and i think he's right in that they're not prepared enough for several of the aspects of what they want to achieve i.e track and trace is a nonsense the software doesn't work it's not ready people aren't taking on the idea of it um, and also, 
they're buying for time. They're playing for time because a lot of the politicians are now introducing more confusion into their press briefings just to pad out and buy for time. So they're talking about, you know, this isn't going away till March, all of that. It's just sowing seeds in people's minds to expect more shenanigans for another six months. And that, for me, sounds like they are padding. Um, And I agree because a lot of these systems are not in place. So I think we've got we've we've been gifted another six months to wake as many people up as we can. And uh, judging by the 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 people that turned out in Exeter yesterday, there is definitely a there is definitely a sense of questioning what we've been told. And even if you don't go as far as this is a new world order plan, you can at least push back and refuse to put an app on your phone or get you know get involved in any sort of vaccine situation. So that's that's my that's my assessment at the moment is they've obviously pushed hard but a lot of things are aren't working out and they're still adapting tweaking changing and 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 finding out what's what to do next one of the other observations was that to do to to operate a full lockdown and make it a real tight clamp down you you'd need military preparation for that to police all the borders to make sure um there's enough infrastructure in place for food and supplies that is not in place. And um, so therefore they're not ready to implement that yet. And it, the, you know, the threats are quite empty at the minute. And if you did get in your car and drive around, you'd probably see an awful lot of freedom, you know, a lot of things just happening without being uh, c- uh, countered in any way. Yeah, no, um, cause uh, on the Scot on on the Scot Scottish front again because Scotland and England are butting heads occasionally, aren't they? The, the mm-hmm. First Minister versus Boris. We do one thing, you do another, and then people are, are are again divide and conquer. Well, how come you're doing that and we're not doing this and you're not doing this and I'm not doing that? I I drove into England today to do some shopping, yeah, okay. and I just went in and I came out. So like you say, if they wanted to shut the borders, that like, especially around here, there are at least eight to 10 little back roads that yeah. you, you know, that are all interconnected. So you'd, you'd be, you'd have to be very strategic in, in trying to stop people leaving the Scottish borders to go into England, uh, just because there's so many ways to do it. You know, um, that, that said, I think it was Manchester are hiring track and trace operatives on an 18 month contract. Wow. So the fact that they're offering an 18 month contract indicates they're planning to go at least a, you know, a year and a bit, potentially. Um, one of the first newspaper articles I read back in February or March said that the emergency powers granted by the government were in place for two years. Yeah. I remember mm-hmm. posting that on, uh, I took a picture of it and said, they're saying these measures are in for two years. What the, you know supposed to be two weeks not two years so they'd already said that months ago uh and then i think i sent you the link for the scottish track and trace app the one that says it doesn't know who you are doesn't know your location and it's perfect it's 100 percent private and i thought well how how does that even work how (laughs) if it doesn't know your location how does it know if you've even come near anyone do you mean and i'm i'm Damn sure I'm not downloading it to find out what. Yes, you're right. Because uh, it's got to know who you are and your phone number at least, you know, and know where you've been. Otherwise, how does that mm. app work? You know, it's absolutely bizarre. 
Yeah, totally. Uh, Operation Moonshot. Did you did you hear about that? It's a hundred billion pound program. I, I did, but I haven't mm. watched anything. I uh, again, yeah. content. There's so much content. I need to narrow it down, and, and I there didn't is. find time to sit and. What I mean is there a what, what's what's the um, the the elevator pitch on Moonshot? I mean, it's a yeah, I did it. Program, I didn't. Effectively, I didn't. I did an eight-minute video, and it's um, on my channel. And basically, it's a hundred billion pounds funded program to test and trace fifteen to twenty million people per day by the sort of late spring next year. So they're so far behind that curve, but they obviously want to keep this momentum up. Um, and it's quite crazy, really, that anyone would conceive to be doing that because you're going to then need, I mean, what hopefully most people are thinking is the moment I've had a test and then go out into a crowd, um, it's invalid, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's a status as, as a moment in time. But if I then go walking around a supermarket and brush shoulders with someone or, I don't know, whatever, <laughs> however they're supposed, supposed to transmit, which we know it probably doesn't. But let's yeah. say we let's say we assume that's correct. Um, what if I went into a busy Asda supermarket and touched something that someone had just sneezed on? <laughs> you know, it's like... Well, this, I mean, this is the... the the ridiculousness of it all mm. um when we go or one of the first times we went to b&m uh it's like a do you have b&m's down your way must do, yeah, do you we do, yeah, we do yeah. Yeah. so um so first time we went to b&m at the start of the whole lockdown process there was a member of staff sat outside right i got a trolley from the rack you know you had to put a coin in and take it out and as i was going into the store he says he points at the sanitation table and he says can you spray your trolley down before you go in and I says to him, so you want me to touch that bottle that a thousand people have picked up so I can decontaminate something that's been outside probably <laughs> equally as clean now. And his face was a picture. Yeah. And I said, I'm not touching that bottle because I don't know who's touched it. Yeah. And I says, I'll take my chances with the trolley unless you're going to tell me I can't go in. And he was like, uh, oh, uh, he says, oh, I'll do it. So he got up, picked up the thing and sprayed, which I think was what he was supposed to be doing yeah think he was supposed to keep everything sanitized as it were and only have one person touching stuff but at some point they thought you know what i'll just sit on my ass and tell people to sanitize stuff but they were asking people to actually touch stuff that loads of other people have touched and i thought this <laughs> is so i know you say do you understand how stupid you sound telling me to pick up something that everyone's been touching unless there's another bottle that i pick up to sanitize the bottle i'm going to pick up it do you mean it's a never-ending yeah infinite loop then you know and everyone needs you know i was like oh, no no i'm you know unless you're telling me i can't win i'm just gonna take my chances with the trolley if that's all right with you like you know and he, he was very much like oh well well i'll spray and I, you know and he, you know two squirts and a wipe of the handle and he, and he, and he was happy i was like oh, do you mean it's trial no. isn't it i mean my my very first trip into a supermarket um i just remember saying to my wife Everything in here has been touched. Why is everyone so bleeding paranoid? Everything in here has been touched. <laughs> oh, dear. And I'm pretty sure we're still getting um, stuff imported from China. And again, no matter where you are, they didn't shut down air travel, did they? Ever? Did, did they still no, not really, no. Still, I remember doing... You know, not that deadly, I don't think, you know. Yeah. And apparently, if you if you uh, Google uh, Wuhan nightclubs, they're all packed at the minute. Yeah, 
Are they? <laughs> yeah, they're all packed. <laughs> Uh, well, it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. And then, I mean, here's a good one. I mean, my wife. Uh, I think we we had this discussion, didn't we? Uh, about was it a month ago? I, I phoned you and I said, oh, you know, the wife's making masks in the house. You know, for everyone. And I'm like, oh, Jermaine, please don't. But she did, and, and she's keen on it all. Let's like, say she's gone to work in the in this pub, and she's very much like, oh yeah, when someone stands up, they clean the table and yada yada, you know. And I'm like, you know, she's she's working and she's happy. That's nice. Um, but when Donald Trump was uh, diagnosed with COVID, she said, don't believe it. She says, I don't believe She says, I think he's faking it, you know? And I went, oh, but she's starting to think that way now. Do you know what I mean? Which is kind of funny. Very much. And then like, was it two days later? And he's out of hospital. And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then I pointed out to her, I said, they didn't say he had COVID. They said he tested positive for it. And there's a massive difference between having it and testing positive because the tests are as we know a bit wishy-washy aren't they is it there was at one point it was like a 90 percent is it 93 percent false yeah dominic dominic rab was on um sky news and he 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 confessed to it there he said 93 percent false positives (laughs) yeah right so on the mainstream news they tell that to people and then if you then repeat that people say you're a a crazy conspiracy theorist it's (laughs) like it's like weather modification, isn't it? If uh, you know, you say to someone, "Oh, they can modify the weather," and they go, "Oh, don't be stupid. That's just a conspiracy theory." You say, "Well, Operation Popeye. It's very well documented. You know, Operation Columbus. You know, there was there was or Cumulus. There was, you know, the, throughout the centuries, there have been weather modification programs that everyone knows about. Yet when you mention it, people say you're mad, and you go, "But it's there on record. You can go to websites and book a sunny day for your wedding in some parts of America." guaranteed clear weather you know they'll mm. do cloud seeding yes you know now, the I, remember, picks. I remember some someone sent a link to me of um now i'm going to forget her name but she was on i'm a celebrity get me out of here she was a she's one of these um socialites who had a drink and drugs problem and then came back and rebuilt her reputation after being i'm a celebrity get me out of here but she was on a game show with um, Jack D and a few others. And um, you know the one where you've got to pretend, uh, you've got to lie. Two of you are lying and one of you is telling the truth. And you've got to tell, yeah, yeah. you've oh. got to try and fib your way through. So the others have got to guess who's telling the truth. Anyway, this lady, I've forgotten her name, said, um, yes, for my wedding, dad, daddy paid to have a sunny day. And they all laughed at her and went, don't be stupid, don't be stupid, don't be stupid. And when she, when, when they hold the card up to say who's telling the truth, hers, hers was true. And they all went, you're having a laugh. I said, no. And she described the process of how you do it. Yeah. And um, amazing, amazing acknowledgement there on a game show. I, but it happens, though. This is the thing. You know, mm. uh, obviously... One of the things I look out for if we watch any kind of TV, I'm always looking for that globe reinforcement or, or whatever. And you see it all the time. There's always a space question. Uh, and I think it was tipping point a few weeks ago that they had the a classic Mandela question because they said, um, what film was the famous line, build it and he will come? Yeah. Yes. And the, and the answer was obviously Field of Dreams. But I took a picture of it. As soon as I heard the question, I got my camera out. I took a picture of the screen. Right? And then the next question was, which author wrote Under the Dome? I was like, my God, 
click another picture. I like back to back questions, you know, Mandela and the dome reference. I thought, well, uh, you know, it's there, isn't it? But once you start seeing it, it, you, you know, you, you, you hear it in the back of your head, don't you? You look around, you go, hang on. What's he just said? I know. I I mean, I think I've, I think I've watched um, episodes of BBC news and gone right from beginning to end and recognized it all as propaganda. Every single slot on there. The globe at the beginning, the Mars lander, the uh, the tearing down of rhetoric of anything to do with Brexit, <laughs> then uh, um, climate change nonsense, <laughs> then it goes on and on and on. And by the time you finish, you just think, no wonder people are brainwashed. You don't stand a chance with a bullet with a news a newscast like that where everything is a lie, absolutely everything. Yeah, but it's. Um institutionalized doesn't it as well everyone believes you everyone still thinks that the news is independent that that's one of the problems you know uh again this is one of those when you kind of slap your head and you you shake it and you think oh no because again you know love my wife she's very switched on with 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 other stuff yeah she certainly doesn't believe the moon landings ever happened but she i got up one morning and she said um i've stopped watching the bbc now because it's just rubbish. They're just talking complete nonsense. And I thought, fantastic. She's yeah. she suddenly realised. She says, I'm, I've switched over to ITV now because she likes Piers Morgan. <laughs> he, 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 and I was like, oh, okay. One, baby steps. Baby steps. Well, she'll only so, last hopefully six months max on them as well because they're just as bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, he, he sometimes has some cracking little gems but ultimately he again just a talking head that even even if he found out the truth could he come out and say i've just found this out no i doubt chance. it he, he, no chance. He, he knows that his fear sells and he's still on saturday morning oh, sorry weekday mornings ramping up fear and controversy he his mode of operation mode of operandus is just controversy drama arguments and fear he he doesn't know how to be anything different. So, even if he was supporting the truth, you might you might go one well, on Pierce, but no, his his mode of uh, working is to stir things up and have an argument. Oh so, yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, that's his um, his forte, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. and and again, I think he would argue with you even if he knew you were right. He oh, would just 100%. be you know, he'd just play the devil's advocate and say. You know, and, and wind you up to the point where you you lose your temper with him. Because I've seen other people do that, and you're, and you're saying to yourself, the guy that's trying to talk is actually trying to make a good point, but he's not mm. letting him. And because he knows it's a good point, he won't allow it to to stand. You know, which makes which makes you realise how good Mark Sargent is at handling the media because he didn't get wound up with with Pierce, he didn't get wound up with uh, Russell Brand, he didn't get wound up with uh, Philip and Holly, who went off script within seconds. Uh, they were. Yeah. You remember the seg- segment he had on GMTV? He knew yeah. that because there were flat earthers in the in the um, producers' team, they were handing Holly and, and Phil- Philip the scripted questions, and immediately they went off piste because they got triggered. And um, he handled yeah. them so well. I mean, it is hard. It, I, you oh, know, I've had hostile. It's... I've had hostile hosts, and it is hard. It's hard to keep your calm, not get triggered, not try and react. Um, and so, you know, kudos to anyone who can keep keep their. Yeah. Call. I was I was on Discord the other week, and uh, there's a big 
I'll, I'll bet I'll get back to Bev in a second, but um, on Discord, there's a big discussion going on about whether horizontal is level, right? And some of these guys are are being abusive and nasty. You know, they're they're the usual ad homs, but with extra sauce on. You know what I mean? But mm. what I did. And someone had asked me how I coped with it. And I said, oh, easy. I've turned notifications off. <laughs> I just I just post yeah. my answer, my rebuttal, and then I move on. And I don't go back and look to see if someone's replied. Yeah. I've, my my I've life just... has got so much better. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. I have I have now been Simon Dand three times, possibly even four. And I got Simon Dand two days ago, and I haven't replied or read any. And I know I've got, I don't know, a thousand comments, maybe 2,000 comments on my video. Yeah. I really don't give a, I don't give a damn. Not yeah, one well, of them is worth arguing with. I've did it in the first time round and thought, this is exhausting. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I learned that as well. I think we've all been through that where you combat everyone, you know, you, you come out swinging and eventually you think, oh, this is just, the, like, like we said just previously, if they're NPCs, there's some people that just, there's no point arguing with them. The only reason to even engage them at all is so that people watching from the peripherals mm. might see a piece of information. For example, the geometric horizon versus the uh, um, perceived horizon, you know, and then people mm. start thinking, you know, and you say objects at distance incompatible with globe geometry. Yeah. And it's not refraction. We've proved yeah. that, you know. And then uh, some of these people have seventeen thousand followers. Maybe if only one percent of them go, well, that's a bit weird. That can't be right. And then look at it. Yeah, yeah. you're not talking to the guy that says, "I'm not even going to look at a three-minute video." Yeah, that's right. Well, I, yeah. I, 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 the the counter argument which I think Simon Dan thought he had most power with was about the ISS and seeing live footage from it. All he managed to do was um, provide two um, photos of a volcano erupting and some kind of bushfire from a, from a satellite. Well, they, yeah. they look to me to be on satellites or something, but they're not live videos. That's the one thing. So what I did on, on, on my video, because I knew they were coming, and thankfully I managed to catch it when he'd just gone published it. I pinned... Mike Helmick's 10-minute breakdown of all the chicanery that happens inside the ISS. And I said, for all the Simon Dan fans, watch this first before you comment. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully yeah. that'll do do what you, you've just described. Yeah, but didn't he, he also posted a picture of a rotating star trail that was supposedly taken from the ISS, didn't he? And you're like, that. well, that's those star trails are supposed to be due to Earth spin. Do you mean not, not you know, you couldn't do that off the ISS? You know, it's, a, it's an impossible picture. And then, again, when you read the article, it says it's made up of several pictures and, you know, it's not, it wasn't a live picture. And back to the live stream from the ISS, I've asked people multiple times to give me that information. I said, show me the link that is the 24-hour live stream. And they can't. Or the link they do send isn't 24-7. And sometimes it's not live. And it even says... This is made up of. This is actually made up of pre-recorded footage, due to like the loss of signal when the ISS goes around the dark side of the Earth or whatever. And you're like, and then you point that out to people and you say it says right there. And then you say, uh, 
why can't it send a signal on the other side of the earth isn't the whole thing surrounded by satellites you know yeah. you think, i know again they just go oh oh well um well, you know, and the classic. Well, they don't have to do it just to keep you happy. <laughs> See, but you're the, yeah, one, that said, yeah. you're the uh, one that said they've got 24-7 live feed, which they don't. How do you think your phone works? That's the uh, that's the one the one they keep giving yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. How, How do you think the, the ISS work? works then? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, no. So some of the arguments are, are, are asinine to be, you know, like you say, what? Hey, what do you mean? How does my cell phone work? You know what I mean? Uh, I, yeah, they, I they would... Are, I would I would go back to the globe if I'd see Simon Dan step up to the plate and do a one hour debate with someone like Nathan Oakley. <laughs> he would last five minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think he's he's gone the Neil disgrace route, hasn't he? He said I I won't debate because it's not you know I wouldn't waste my time, which is a nice easy cop out, isn't it? Yeah, you know, obvious. so obvious. And, and the thing is, and when he taught, I mean, I, I I think maybe two three minutes is the most I've ever watched of him. Because he's such a, you know, I, I uh, try not to swear on the podcast, but a condescending tool, you know, yes. a, ma- yeah. a male tool. Yeah, he, he's definitely condescending. And yeah, he's Richard Cranium. That's what he is. He's a Richard he's Cranium. He's a Richard Cranium. Yeah, absolutely. Richard Cranium of the First Order. Yeah, with bar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, no, 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 I don't, I don't like that guy. Um, but yeah, people, and, and again, um, Sorry, I, I segued back over something about the Twitter feed. On Discord uh, at Emma UK, mm. the big discussion is proving whether horizontal is flat, right? And the, the argument is from the globe side, level is a distance from the center of the earth due to gravity. You know, that kind of, you know, a le- basically a straight line can curve, which is not a straight line. It's a curved line or an arch or an arc but they're arguing that a line a level a flat level line can be curved right so this is this is this is the stupid arguments you get into with these people mm-hmm. um i know i know but what they're doing currently is they're putting together a water level test and experiment to to prove that water lies flat and level um, and it's currently called the the dark horse. We've got the black swan. This is the dark horse because mm. a lot a lot of them are starting to agree that like horizontal is flat, right? And they're starting to slowly come to the realization that a flat level line is exactly that. It doesn't curve. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can't have that. You can have you can have a curved surface, and you can have an arc and a radius and whatever. But the bottom line is they're slowly being cornered, like like um, like in a chess move, mm-hmm. to the point where they're going to end up having to admit at least that horizontal, the horizon, is a level line, and then <laughs> that's when we, and that's when we've got that's when you come back to the black swan and the horizon being further, like being visibly further than where it should be. And the process at the moment, like Nathan's done in his channel is, you know, the housekeeping and stuff Mm. is simplifying it and not getting overly complicated and just trying every time you can remove, you know, when you do like uh, equations, long equations and, and stuff, and you can remove bits of the equation to simplify it. Well, that's where we're at at the moment. People are trying to simplify the arguments to the point where they are literally bullet points where you say, 
this can't happen on a globe. That can't happen on a globe. Yeah, this is impossible in your model, you know. And I think that's what we need to do uh, more of, you know, because people do get sidetracked. It, again, but one of my favorite arguments is, and it's the simplest argument, is we can see too far, right? And you say mm. that to someone, and nine times out of ten, the conversation will go like this. I can see an object way too far. You know, I can see this object. Object, It's not refraction. And in the globe model, it should be, you know, a mile over the, the curve. And the, and the answer is, what about eclipses? Or what about the ISS? So, Hang on, let's just stay on. Let's just stay on the what I'm observing down at you know down at Spittle at um, Berwick upon Tweed. I can go to a place and I can look at objects that are too far away. What you know? Explain that to me first before we leap into space and you start asking me about the rings of Saturn because that's what they always do. They always yeah. go off sideways. Tell me about it. I use I use seven the the seven housekeeping points in a Facebook debate with one of these very uh, techie guys, and um, one of them just got so bolshy with me. He said, uh, "I tell you what, I'll what does he say? I'll prove it to you." I said, "Okay, I'll give you." Th- I I just put my money where my mouth was. I said, "I'll give you a thousand. That's, that's right. I was challenging my mate originally. I'll give you a thousand quid if you can prove any of these in science." Then his mate jumped in and said, "I'll do it." But I just got to make sure that you're willing to do it without um, what's the word? Uh, yeah, he used he used a slightly rude word, but just uh, bottling out. Let's call it that. And I said, okay, um, send me an email, and I'll uh, send you my uh, my um, promise to to pay. But I said you might want to look look out for um, what was it um, Thompson versus Garcia. He said, what's that? I said, it's a court case <laughs> yeah. where, where yeah. someone tried and, and failed to prove it in a court of law. Guess what? He went very quiet after that. <laughs> yeah, but that, that amazed me because the the terms of that challenge were, were very clear. And the guy turned up with a computer model, didn't he? Yeah. Unbelievable. And, and that was his that was his proof. And he said, I've won because I can prove. And then when it before it got to the high court, didn't his lawyer say, you're not going to win this? Yeah. Mm. So cut cut your losses and just say goodbye and walk away. Amazing. Um, well, I, 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 know. I often think of the, um, the debate crowd, though, are, are kind of so hardened by all of this that, you know, to be to be defending the globe after four years, five years in the trenches, you've got to have some serious issues. Um, and therefore, you know, as much as I respect everyone on that battlefield, because they they will bring back from the battlefield some amazing ways to handle all the objections. My energy is less there. It's more out on the streets now and doing activism and, and things like that and doing interviews with uh, people making a difference today. It's, it's, it's just a personal choice, but that's where I've decided to go. So, anyhow. like Like I said earlier about... Um not enough time and too much content um yeah. you've got to thin it out haven't you you've got to stick to the the good stuff i mean i, I bet there's some brilliant stuff out there that's just been overlooked you know there's probably mm-hmm. another black swan out there that's on a, a youtube channel with three subscribers you know <laughs> yeah. that no one's gonna see and the thing and is sad, but it, it'll all come to light um but like you say right. you need to focus your energies where you think you're going to do where you're going to get the most bang for your buck aren't you yeah, that's, and, that's, and right now, 
right now the the urgency is definitely coronavirus we need people waking up to that if if they then just stumble across or you can point them towards uh, the the globe light then fair enough that's that's a, that's a cherry on the cake but right now i've got i've got to be in that space really because it's it's so critical um the other thing about the whole of the flat earth thing is as i learned with street activism is your goal is to find the one or two that are so open to that that they'll go and look at it with an open mind you'll always have the one or two that will just resist 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 and insult and those are the sort that will end up in nathan's debates because they they just want the controversy and and, and the argument but really if we're honest with ourselves where we should be spending our time is looking for those one or two that will just flip straight in because we need the numbers and and i'll translate that back into today's situation with coronavirus we've got to do exactly the same thing the first the top four people out of ten will not take that much effort to convert and and flip over so anyway that that's that's my philosophy is that's where i am at at the minute i want to focus on flipping people over if i can no it's it's a credit i mean you're you're lucky enough to be able to get out and about i mean wh where i am you know i'm always um a good half hour to f to an hour's drive just to get anywhere are you uh, yeah yeah i can't I, if i i'm let's say I'm, I'm sat now looking out the window at the the wind turbines and the and the greenery for as far as i can see wow. you know which is nice but like i say i, I don't have the personally i don't have the luxury to go and do street activism um, i got a, a, a tiny bit in last year for the globe light tour mm. when i met um met everyone in edinburgh when i met jason and um lisa awesome. which was nice um and then that was the weekend before the conference so met them that weekend and then the, that following weekend i was in uh in kidderminster with everyone which was nice mm. um and i can't like i say i don't I've tried to meet up with people in this area, but like, like I say, there's some people in Edinburgh, there's some people way up in Dundee, but we're not close enough to, you know, get together, you know, sure. which is, which is a shame, but hey, that's why we do the podcast. At least that goes out and the statistics come back and there's people in America listening and, and uh, there's people in the UK awesome. listening. So awesome. the fact that, you know, even, even if I do get, I think I got 10 downloads the other week and I was like, yes. That's ten people that have. I'm hoping it's ten people that have listened. But then again, and that one person might listen today, and go, "Oh, you're down near Exeter, or you're down near Bristol, or whatever, you know." And Absolutely. then that that might be another person that can help out. I said to Dottie that the hope is there might be one person who has the resources or the connections to actually make a bigger difference, and it's yeah. just pushing those dominoes, isn't it? If one person. Yeah. Here's, which, if the right person hears it and does the right thing after they've heard it, that could which, make the whole difference. Hundred percent. Which is why I did the uh, the meetups in Bristol because even if there were less than ten people turning up, it still meant that you know that you, you you'd help you'd help five, six, seven people have a good evening and feel connected. But also, you know, you you encourage them to go and talk to others. And in the end, you never know. You might uncover a new ODD or a new on the plane or a new yep. you know someone who's just got the the skills and the passion and determination to go off and do something amazing 
So somebody who's independently wealthy with a small radio station <laughs> or, or TV yeah, station or, or a production, you know, some someone who can those little tells that you see in movies where they they put a dome in or a or a flat earth reference, you know, so it's just there. So playing them at their own game, you know, I think yeah. that's the other thing, you know, that's which is which is nice to see when you see it. Um it doesn't happen that often, not as much as you see the globe reinforcement. Um, no, and, but I, I know what you're saying. And, and if to go on a really big scale, I think of um, Brian Rose and London Real, the number of influences on his mailing list must be huge. So what the, the impact his his show is having this year is phenomenal. Yeah. No, and again, I don't, he's not FE though. He's, he's, he's sticking to the, the COVID thing though, isn't he? He is, he is, but the, like I say, right now, I'd I'd settle for ten percent of the population waking up to COVID this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Versus flat Earth, or we'll deal with flat Earth later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, we still need to keep keep that pot simmering though, somewhere in the background. Yeah. But like you say, if you can wake up, if if people can see again, it's pulling a thread, isn't it? If people suddenly realise they've been lied to about one thing. And then start looking, and then start looking. That can only be a good thing, because all of it's verifiable. Yes. Nothing, nothing we say is completely outlandish. Like you say, like the flu numbers versus the COVID numbers, you can go back and check them, unless they start scrubbing it. But do you know what I mean? It's people in um, the hospitals, look, the doctors that we know, that are saying it's not, it's not happening the way that they're telling us it's happening. And as long as it's being pushed on the news, people will believe it because, well, the news wouldn't lie. And we're back into that that circular argument again. You know, what yeah. they say is happening and what is happening can be worlds apart. I mean, I honestly believe if we had an election tomorrow and no one turned out to vote, if the news said, oh, it was a record turnout, you know, 80% and everyone voted this way or, or that way, even if no one had actually gone out and voted, people would believe that's what happened because the news said mm. so, mm. Yeah, you know, and that's the power they have is, is to be, you know, and if they're not telling the truth, then everyone's scuppered. You have to find the truth yourself. Yes. I have yet to meet anyone uh, personally that's got COVID or anyone. The, the only person I've heard of that supposedly died is, is a classic. It's a friend of another friend's grandfather mm. who was in a home that died. And I yeah. said, well, did he, and they said, and they put it down as he caught COVID and he died. And, but he was in his nineties and, you know, and I thought, well, was it? Well, was my, you, know, it's my, my, you have to question people like that. My, my thoughts on it are, is even if there was a identifiable virus that you could test for, the numbers don't add up. And in, because I've got a big, or oh, I did used to have a large Facebook uh, friends list, which comprised of lots of different groups. There were business people, property people, family friends, and truthers. And in, in amongst the, the business po people, I know four or five people that claim to have had it. And in fact, my, my daughter's boyfriend had something really nasty in January. And I've spoken to two or three people on top of them, him that claimed to have had it and one who went to hospital. So, you know, even if it was a nasty flu, 
the numbers still don't stack up. And the only death I've heard of is someone whose mother was 80 odd with a five year long um, chest problem. So uh, it was obviously one of those marked up for the for the purpose of convenience. I mean, section four of the NHS guidance notes says you don't need to wait for a test. You don't need to have a coroner present. And if it's quick and easy to do, just mark it down as COVID. Use your best judgment. So they yeah. know that no one's gonna no one's gonna challenge them on it. Therefore, it's a lot quicker and easier to mark it down that way. So the the upshot is, even if you know people that claim to have had it, it's um, it's verifiably not a pandemic. <laughs> no, no. I used to, as 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 you know, I used to be in the the military, and I used to get a typhoid booster every I can't remember if it was every two years or every three years. Uh, and it used to knock me sideways. And typhoid is like a bad flu, the muscle aches, the shivers and all that. Mm. And it wasn't until years later, I happened to be out in the Gulf. And I think you might remember this. There was a big hoo-ha about us all being given anthrax injections. Yes. And there was a big scare about it. And they, and we all had to go in individually and sign paperwork to either say I did want it or I didn't want it. First time in my military career, I was given a choice as to whether I wanted a vaccine or not, right? Because okay. normally it's you turn up for basic training and you're, you're a pincushion for the first day. Yeah, you get everything, you everything, yeah? Um, so when I turned up for my interview with the doctor, she asked if, um, you know, if I had any problems, whatever. And I said, the only problem I've got is my typhoid booster's due and I happen to know that it really makes me ill. And I don't want to mix, you know, I don't want the anthrax one because I don't know what effect, you know, the two mixing of the two could potentially, you know, kill me. Mm. And she went, oh, that's interesting. I'll take some blood work. So she took some blood work. She says, obviously, back of the queue and we'll get back to you in a couple of days. Sure enough, a couple of days later, I get called in and she says, I know why you struggle with the typhoid booster. It's because you have a natural immunity. So basically, every time I went for the booster, I was actually being given typhoid. Wow. So I actually suffered from typhoid like every two or three years. And I tell you, so when people go on about bad flus and stuff, I'm like, yeah, well, I, I, I can relate to that. But that's not what I'm seeing out on the streets either. You know, people, you must, we all know someone who, who comes to work and says, oh, I've got the flu. I say, no, you haven't because <laughs> you, you're at work. If you've got the flu, yeah. you don't get out of bed. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's a killer. And that's why we, that, you know, we've got history of numbers with this thing but what they're pushing with covid i don't see it i don't see it as the same not not in a long shot no absolutely well it is it is such a big smokescreen for another agenda altogether isn't it do you do you think possibly there apart from just the control side of it do you think there's a chance that maybe something else is coming along that you know something completely bizarre i don't know like like they they've you know, when you see the movies when they say, Let, don't tell the public. But we're all acclimatized now to we're kind of used to food shortages and queuing for stuff. Just so I'm, you know, we're kind of acclimated to that now, where I think if something was to happen that caused that tomorrow, people wouldn't have such a jarring uh, response to it. Um, oh, that's, that's, that's a big question of what I think might happen next. I mean... I hate to scare people here, but they could crank up the old 5G, couldn't they? And so many people's immune systems are now depleted. 
and then yes. we've got we've got a major problem at this point with people who are already conditioned to be fearful they haven't had enough exercise they've been eating too much uh, all the elderly, the lonely, the already depressed and so on, and their energy vibrations low, deficiencies low. Uh, I think they're going to be quite vulnerable to that. And um, that could well happen next. Or equally, if they really want to, they could release a pathogen that really is virulent um, and will test positive on the old uh, PCR test. But who knows, mate? I think the, the challenge here is to stay vigilant and to stay healthy mentally physically and spiritually if you can you know just try and look after yourself so glad you mentioned 5g because i mentioned this the other day have you noticed the uptick on the news with people having what they're calling long covid where they're suffering and those symptoms are very similar to the microwave illness Mm. you know like the, the shortness of breath whatever so if they do crank up the 5g and people start having these long-term symptoms where they're short of breath, lethargic, whatever. And they'll say, oh, I must have, I must have long COVID. Not I'm being microwaved inside out. It's already, yeah. it's already and it's, pre-programmed to people to think that way now. And you can tell by the way they censored any connection to it right in the early days in March and April. Um, you could tell there was obviously a reason for censoring that. And someone did release a, a scientific paper on PubMed which tied the two together very clearly. And uh, literally within a couple of days of that going up, it was withdrawn. So they knew yeah. people, they knew everyone would share the hell out of it. That's why. Um, but we, 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 we just got to stay vigilant. And, uh, you know, it might be worth getting an EMF meter if you live in a city. And it might just be worth... Um, we did a good interview with someone you called uh, Ken... Oh, I can't remember his surname now... Um, Ken Carson, I think it was, on Event 202, who sells devices that you can put into your living room. They're about 50 quid, and they uh, they block, they block, neutralize, and then enhance, I convert into more friendly frequencies. And um, these these kind of things might be worth uh, looking into in the next, I don't know, next week, next few weeks, to be honest. I would say just be aware of what what else might be going on in your in your neighborhood. Yeah, no, absolutely. Again, I think that's a good point to make to anyone who's listening is knowledge and, and being forewarned is always forearmed, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and and yeah. in some cases, knowing knowing not to be frightened and fearful is probably as good as, you know, not believing the lies either. You know? yeah. yeah, it's a bit it's, it's a bit, bit like, it's a bit um, like um, seeing the emperor has no clothes, isn't it? Once once you figured out there was no Bin Laden bringing down the two the twin towers, suddenly the word terrorism didn't mean much to you because ninety odd percent of it was was um, created and manipulated by empire. Yeah. So here we are with the same situation. It's it's uh, it's a false flag. It's been man-made as a as a hoax, as a smokescreen for something else. So with that, you should now hopefully feel mentally capable to 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 cope. Although it is hard, I've had lots of ups and downs myself. But um, hopefully that's enough to free your mind. And in that state, you're you're not you're less afraid. You're more just perhaps a bit angry. But try and stay yeah. in a positive frame of mind if you can. It's easier said than done. But try and get out in nature, walk the dog, get yourself 
uh, in amongst friends who who think like you. Um, try and try and do things that make you happy. It's, it's you know, simple, simple things that um, keep you in a good state mentally. Yeah, yeah, that that's a good. Uh, that's probably a good um, a good segue to end on to mm. to, to stay mentally strong because it. it it saddens me when I when I think about it, and I, again, I don't want to bring everyone down, you know, mm. scare people, but definitely, I think the the human cost to this, um, like in suicides, and like, well, I don't think we'll ever ever know what's really happened to no. to a lot of people, you know, no. um, and there's probably, sadly, there's probably people in places that no one's even checked, you know, like yeah. companies where they're like they don't they don't have their workforce coming in, so no one's missing anyone. Do you know, and that's yeah, what really makes yeah. me sad. You know, there's lots of places where they've just shut down and that's it. And these people have gone back, they, their furloughs come to an end or whatever. And now no one knows that they're not around anymore because the people that they interacted with don't go to the places that they used to go to. And that's, yes. what, makes, that, that's what makes me the saddest thinking yes. that it's, you know. And it's it, a and tough one, mate. Mm. It's a it's a tough one, mate. And I, but but I think right now, you know, you have to bring it right back to basics. Look after yourself first, so you can help others, and then your friends, family around you. Look after them, and if you've got capacity, reach out to others. But really, it, it's going to be a question of um, keeping keeping yourself in a, in a in a higher vibration, as it were. You know, thinking good things, uh, trying to be positive, helping surrounding yourself with. Uh, loving caring people if you can and um you know doing doing what makes you happy even if it's just getting out in fresh air and taking a walk um it's it's those sort of things that will keep you going um and you know if you can if you've got capacity to reach out to somebody else who you think might be neglected then kudos to you absolutely so parting message then robin stay stay positive or yeah yeah look, look after yourself look after yourself mentally try and be kind to yourself remember what goes in your mind is going to affect how you feel during the day and what you might get up to during the day so try and start your day in a positive way put put something on if you're going to watch or listen to anything try and make sure it's positive get your day off on a good footing um and you know look after yourself turn off the news and put your favorite cd on instead listen to that for an hour before you go to work if, if you can go to work yeah that's right a bit of self-care well, absolutely thanks for having me on then rob it's been a pleasure yeah it's always good talking to you mate and it, um like i say i can't <laughs> what like i say thinking back a year ago and like all the things that were discussed over that weekend all the conspiracies and the ifs buts and maybes and all the plans that we we had to push forward with with um with a with positive action you know like like mm. we did with the um uh, the street activism and all that and funny enough it's all got stopped <laughs> <laughs> well, well you know? we did now we there's did. a conspiracy for you <laughs> yeah so. well we did we did quickly uh what's the word seg uh, uh, leapfrog into the van again and get it going for the the covid truth tour which did 29 stops before yes. Trafalgar Square, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and hats off to Roxanne because she's she's killing it on Instagram. She's everywhere. Yes, indeed, she's doing great. She lost her Instagram account last week, though. <laughs> I hope she's got she it back. I think no, I think yes. I had I, yeah. Well, I had a notification saying hadn't posted for a while, so I think she might have um, resurrected some backup ones that suddenly 
uh, kicked in. Good. So, which is nice. Right, oh, Robin. Okay, thank, thanks again. It, pleasure talking to you. Um, and I'm going to go and watch Operation Moonshot on your Fantastic. channel because I, I don't get notifications anymore. Not not that I've turned your notifications off. They just don't notify me regardless. Uh, I, I try, but no. Shadowband. Yeah, Shadowband. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Thanks, Bless, Rob. Which, which means which means you're obviously over the target. Uh, let's hope so. We'll keep we'll <laughs> keep trying. <laughs> right. If you ever need to speak to me, mate, you just call. All right. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate okay. that, mate. Cheers. Now. Bye. Take then. care. Bye. Bye. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that. Hopefully, we'll have some more interviews lined up in the future. And all being well, podcast number seven will be out in a little under three weeks. Thanks for listening. Bye.